Could you give us insight into Chris Baker's enterprises? Um, if, if you had a magical wand and you could create a process of, if you're going to file one of these incident reports on any software, here's the things you need to think of as a shipper and a broker first. Yeah, so, you know, I think um, the first thing, okay, so from a brokerage perspective, at Chris Baker Enterprises, we're going to pretend we're brokerage for a second, and we're about to submit a um, freight guard report against a company. So simply not using a carrier is kind of step one of an action plan when it comes to any fraudulent behavior or anything that jeopardizes the business. But I would say that phase two would be like, first you need to ask yourself, do I just want to never use this carrier again? Mm -hmm. Which can be detrimental for some people in, in certain circumstances, because if the carrier is first starting out, you know, that can be really detrimental to their business, mm -hmm. a brokerage's business completely. So, you know, not having that tie, especially if the, you know, the locations are, you know, in alignment as well, that can kind of play into it. But I would say that like, yeah, the first thing would be like, do I just want to not use them? Or do I want to not use them and report you when you report against a company, you report against essentially their image. You, you are against all these priceless intangible benefits. And I will say this, I am very aware before I submit a freight guard report, typically it is a pattern of behavior. I would submit one for um, not a circumstance. I would just simply not use them like a DNU mm -hmm. list. Everyone has a blacklist. I would just blacklist them for a circumstance. But if it's a pattern or if it just goes real south in the worst way, we're talking claim, we're talking, you know, customer um, reputation damage. Yeah. Or they stole something. Because you essentially, when you report against a carrier, you're going after their reputation. Mm -hmm. And you need to be, not everything, the thing that annoys me the most is seeing these brokerages uh, report against a carrier for things that are so circumstantial. Like or bounce loads or late pickup or da da da. It's like a he said, she said shit. Yeah, it's a miscommunication issue. Like, no, that wasn't something we needed to go after their reputation for. That really damages a lot of these small carriers. And I don't think people understand that, but it's all about patterns. You have to, you can't just report on on a circumstance i think that i think of the news when i think of this yeah. like especially with a lot of the situation we have not to bring up our pandemic situation but a lot of the things that really frustrate me is when people report and generate these reports and these articles and flood the internet with the speculations based on a circumstantial thing that happened mm -hmm. or they'll report a circumstance as fact like a symptom or what have you and turns out it was actually a complication from a, a, another symptom it's it's very much so like it's it's very similar to the media in that sense like you know you shouldn't go after the, the bottom line yeah. is you shouldn't go after their reputation unless there's a pattern of behavior or there was such a bad circumstance that it yeah. jeopardized a business and you're gonna love this comment randy says a lot of times you can tell by the report if the broker is trying to cover their ass for not following up properly oh i oh i i see it all the time so here's what we do 
at Chris Banker Enterprises, if we were to see something that's a non-negotiable that was reported against, like double brokering your claim, unresolved claim or what have you, we would reach out to both the broker and the carrier to figure out what happened. Can I tell you how many times I've reached out to a carrier and they've provided documentation, they've provided all these things, and I actually called the broker and they just what? didn't get back to me. I actually have it in the reverse more often now than I used to. Used to be, I could never get a hold of the carrier. Now, lately, it's actually been the reverse. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. I yeah. mean, there, there are tons of people out there who, shippers and brokers, who will not hire a carrier if it's just one report of any, on any software. Yeah, so like at that point, you know, I always say it's kind of like, um, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, but it's like being in court. You have the defendant and you have the other mm-hmm. guy. Have, mm-hmm. have the carrier against the broker. Well, if the broker doesn't show up to the, to the courtroom, then we... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do You're we automatically make- guilty. That's the way it works. And yeah, liable. You don't show yeah, up. Yeah, you don't show up. So like, yeah, like, no, like we would you get some to hide. with with a carrier. It's like small claims court, I guess, or something. Yeah. Like and so- um, I'll tell you that like when, when okay. I have a specific process, it doesn't matter how big or small your company is. When it comes to when reports are filed on a carrier in any software, there's a process. First of all, I designate one person or one group, depending on the size of your company, that is the only person allowed to file a report because you got to pick somebody who's rational and not driven by emotions, someone who's not in sales. Because how many times, Chris, does carrier sales folks come running to you and they're pissed because this happened and this happened and everybody's fighting and they're like, I'm going to write a report. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And, and that's not. We've definitely had um, some of those things in the past, but I would say that that's why you have to have not only, you know, you have to have one person or department centralize that function because you need a specific type of person you to, do. Be to submit yeah. like that. We need it to be stereo instructions, matter of fact. Chris and, is so true. Yeah, and state and, and state a, a report that is fair. You need a very fair person. And yep. you need typically, like we have a checks and balances as a team at Chris Baker Enterprises where we actually go through a team of proofreading before we submit it. Very but smart. We, also have an internal control check with our CSRs at Chris Baker Enterprises because with Chris Baker Enterprises, you know, you want to make sure that you you have them submit their requests to you and you mm-hmm. review and then you will deem whether it is a necessitated report or it is not. I love that. And I also love that I always tell my people that if you are going to file a report, and yeah. you understand that it's going to negatively impact that carrier's business. Yeah. You should do what Chris said, which is when you write the report, it, you are talking about core facts. Yeah. You are very short, concise sentences. It's very factual based. And you should have somebody go through and remove any adjectives or and anything Greg, else. Greg says, I bet 50% of the reports out there are emotionally charged or not fact. And I will yep, say that I agree. on one side or the other, I would say yes. Sometimes yeah. it's not always the carrier or sometimes it's not always the broker, but I would the shipper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so like, so Patrick says, would you recommend reading all freight guard reports or any like incident reports? We should call them incident reports because um, many people out here know that I do not promote the use of carrier for one one. I like other software products. So um, yeah, so incident reports. Yeah. I would say that like, yeah, just skim over any incident report that you come across. Um, some, I would definitely pay more attention to others depending upon how they're labeled or their severity weight. Yeah. Chris, um, I like looking at the responses too. I like looking at the carrier's response because if the carrier's response is, to the incident report is like really professional 
and with facts. I'm yeah. like, hmm. Um, and yeah, definitely the responses. Like how 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 you respond is is just as important to me, really. It, you know, if I were running a, a a fleet, or you know, if I had my own assets. I would want to make sure that I not only responded, but how I respond is, is equally as important. Yeah. And Tim Pool, I love Tim. He's saying Safer Watch is much better than Carry 411. I agree with you, Tim. Um, I'm looking for a company. I am very, Chris, so Chris and I are extremely passionate on this topic. In fact, Chris and I have a pool of friends, and this is what we do all day is vetting carriers, looking at carriers, and deciding what's best for shippers and brokers. And we are very passionate. We like to fight over software too. But I can tell you that I need a company, a software out there that's going to grow with my clients, my business, my shows. I want somebody, a company that's going to be constantly updating data, that's going to be giving us what we need and making things easier and easier and easier, especially, Chris, with regards to sourcing carriers. Because it's so hard for brokers and shippers to have their sales folks looking for vendors, carriers, and then find out they did all this work. And then it wasn't approved by the compliance department. It doesn't meet whoever's reviewing this stuff. Right. 